data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello. I always try and think of like a fun thing to say except hello, but (laughs) I can never think of one. So hello, wherever um, you're listening to this and whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a lovely day. Now, this podcast is going to be quite a fun one. It's going to be quick fire. I recommend this one is more going to be of a note-taking one if you are able to. If you're not, I'll go as slow as I can. And also, what I was listening back to a couple of the ones when I'm editing them, and I like have to check that I'm not listening to them on double speed because I know I sometimes talk super fast and no, you don't have your playback on double speed. I just literally talk so fast. So I'm gonna try and do this one slightly slower so that you can absorb everything I'm saying. I've got over 20 different marketing abbreviations to talk you through and it's funny with marketing abbreviations because I really do think it's the environment that you're in of what abbreviations are used and every single time I've joined a new company I've had to learn or I've had to get accustomed to which marketing abbreviations that they use and which ones they don't and it's funny because I think it varies like when I was going through this list I was thinking oh my god I would never say like that abbreviation I just say the word and I'll tell you which ones they are and then other ones I'm like yeah I would just say that out loud and it wouldn't sound weird but then there's like a third category where I would like email it or write it in a report or a presentation but I would never say it so And I guess it is different for everybody, but I do think like you don't want to become a walking, talking, marketing know-it-all with your abbreviations. Even if you know what the abbreviations mean, I definitely don't recommend you learning all 20 and then just spouting them off. But it is really, really handy to have in your back pocket, especially if you're going for a job interview or if you're a new company or if you're meeting an agency when you're the client or vice versa you obviously want to know what they're talking about and some I mean I'm sure they were all in my marketing theory courses but I think I forgot them all and then learned them again as I picked them up and use them I do also think that if you're in an agency style or if you're in digital marketing you're going to use these acronyms more and every day and there's probably going to be like a second layer but this is just terms for your generalist marketing or your entry-level marketing or all the way up but it's not necessarily specific to digital or e-com marketing because there's definitely more within that sort of avenue so Without further ado, let's get into it. Now, I'm going to start with the ones that are a bit more basic and the ones that I would say out loud. Starting off with CMO. Now, this is Chief Marketing Officer. I would always say CMO, especially if I'm talking about C-suite. So CEO, Chief Executive Officer, CFO, Chief Financial Officer, CBO, Chief Brand Officer, etc etc depending who your target audience is within who you are targeting you might not need to know all of the other acronyms but I definitely recommend if you're 
doing any marketing to senior business leaders, go and learn all of the acronyms of C, the C-suite, because there's like other ones that you're like, oh, I didn't even know that was a title. Why well, saw one the other day? What was it? It wasn't CBO because that's chief brand officer and it wasn't COO because that's chief operations officer. There was like another one and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I've been targeting the C-suite for the last year and a half in my marketing and I didn't even know that there was one there. So if you're in general marketing, then you only need to know CMO, which is your chief marketing officer. So the next two is, you will have heard me say these over and over, but I just wanted to pull something out. So B2B is business to business. I'm gonna have to do like, shall I do the, what's it called? When you know what I'm saying, like Bravo to Bravo, <laughs> phonetic alphabet is what it is, so that you understand. So in case my pronunciation is terrible, you know what I'm saying. So business to business, this is when you're doing marketing to businesses, pretty self-explanatory. Now where it gets a slightly more complicated is if you're saying B to C, so which is business to consumer, so that's obviously different to B2B, but also another acronym for B2C is D2C, which means direct to consumer. But then you would never say direct to business, you would say B2B. So because I am in B2B, I would say B2B and B2C because they both like have the same layout. But when I used to work in consumer facing products I might have said D2C because I wasn't thinking about the business side of it if that makes sense so B2C and D2C are interchangeable they mean the same thing it basically means you're selling to straight to the consumer you don't you're not selling straight to a business so all of those I would definitely say out loud the next one is PR so public relations so this is typically going to media and getting earned media so people do say public relations but if they say do you have PR they mean going out to the press with stories press releases etc so they're the basic ones now let's get under the hood of some real marketing ones so the first one we're going to start with is your classic KPIs which I think every marketer, I can literally see you on out rolling your eyes. There is nothing I hate more than somebody being like, oh, we need KPIs, which is your key performance indicators, which if you work in digital marketing is absolutely fine because it's very, very easy to measure your KPIs when you're in digital marketing. When you are in brand marketing, it is so much more difficult to set KPIs. It's also difficult to set KPIs if you're doing something for the very first time. And historically, things that I've been doing in my career have always been doing them for the first time. So it's not like I could just scroll back through and see what the K performance indicators were. So I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna improve the Instagram followers by 52% every month, or I'm going to improve engagement by 2.5% over three months based on what, Emma? Based on what? Because I needed a key performance indicator. I mean, you can you can figure them out, but key performance indicator is, <laughs> now I've just absolutely slated them for a minute. They are actually very helpful, especially as managers, when you're setting your team their goals, it's good to set them alongside key performance indicators. And as you get more senior, you sort of understand what the norm is. So you're not gonna set somebody 50% follower growth 
month on month because you're going to look back and be like okay we've got a one percent let's try and get it to 1.5 or do you know what i mean like you have you some kpis come with experience when it's really really easy that you want to get your cost per lead down or your cost per acquisition down or your return on investment up those ones are much much easier to measure when i've been writing key performance indicators for my team who are more on the brand side it is more difficult but it's sort of like catch 22 because you need your KPIs, especially if you're benchmarking and you're doing feedback sessions and you're tracking their performance, which every manager should be doing. You need to have those KPIs, but just sometimes it is much more difficult. And there has been the occasion where I've had to push back and be like, I would love to give a key performance indicator for this channel, but we have no historical data. We've never done this before. And the channels that we're using are not measurable. And so I have had to push back when I'm like, we'll do our freaking best and then we'll see and then the next time we do it we've got a baseline and then we can build a key performance indicator from there but kpis pretty generic in business but you will see them in marketing if your agency side then you're going to see them a lot more because you'll have to put these in place for your clients because that's one of like the key things as a client that you want to see so i'm thinking of with an internal head-on but it is a lot more strategic and a lot more what's the word like on point if you are agency side. So the next one, ROI, return on investment. This is one that I would, would I say it, ROI? I think I would say it like to another marketer, but I wouldn't say it like outside of marketing. I write in emails and reports quite often ROI, like I would never write out return on investment. And this essentially is literally what it says on the tin. So how much did you spend and how much did you earn off it? Again, much, much easier in digital marketing. And yeah, it's one that I would use quite often. We're gonna, we're gonna get into the C's now. Okay, we're gonna do quick fire. Well, not really quick fire, but we're gonna go quickly. Okay click-through rate, so CTR, click-through rate, CTR. Again, I would write CTR in reports, especially when I'm reporting on Google or any, if I was doing performance ads, like where we're doing like display ads across the internet, I would definitely do CTR, click-through rate. I'm trying to think what else I would do it on. Would I do it on emails? Potentially. But I would definitely write CTR. I would never say click-through rate. But if I'm in a meeting, I would say click-through rate. I wouldn't say CTR. My personal preference. The next one, conversion rate. So CR. Now, I would write CR, but I would just say conversion rate because you're going to confuse people with all of these Cs. A conversion rate the definition is essentially records the percentage of users that have completed a desired action. So the desired action is going to be really, really simple if you're in D2C, it could be a purchase. But if you're in B2B, it doesn't, see how I just did D2C and B2B. If you're in B2C, it's going to be a purchase. If it's B2B, it could literally be them doing a phone call. It could be them filling in a form and you can rate your conversions. You can have micro conversions. You can have big conversions. These are really, really helpful, especially if you're doing Google ads. You're going to be hearing either your agency or your team when they're talking about Google ads, talk about their conversion rate, CR. The next one that's linked to that is CRO, which is conversion rate optimization. Now, this one will come up more if you're working with agencies where they're saying, oh, we're optimizing X, Y, and Z, which basically means they're making it better. They're trying to make your conversion rate better. So CRO for that one. I don't think I ever say that one. I think I would say like I'm optimizing the conversion rate. 
Okay, a very regular one is the next one, which is CPC, which means cost per click. So how much did it cost you to get that click? So CPC, I say this in reports all the time, but if I was on a meeting, I would say cost per click. The next one is confusing. So we're sticking with C's, CPM, CPM, muffer mother. So you would think that that means cost per million. It doesn't, for some reason it means cost per thousand. So how much did it cost you per thousand to get whatever that is? So it could be you're looking at views. Video views is a good one to use for this one because you might have thousands and thousands. And so because this is a really high action, you do CPM, which is your cost per thousand. The next one is CPL, which is your cost per lead. So how much did it cost you to get the lead? Pretty self-explanatory. I don't tend to use CPL, but if when I used to work in e-com, we would use it all the time. The next one is confusing. Okay, so CRM. So CRM actually stands for Customer Relationship Manager. And people, I used to do this all the time. So if I meant email marketing, I would say CRM. CRM could be so much more than that. It doesn't just necessarily house all your email systems. It will house like everything about your customer. So it will house their name, their address, their email, any interaction that you've had with the company. It could go as far as having all their invoices, accounts. So it's this huge, huge system that's not necessarily just used by marketing, but the emails are within the system. So I used to say CRM, but then I learned I actually don't mean CRM. I actually mean just like email marketing. So I used to stop using that. But CRM is something that I heard really, really early on. And it's sometimes used interchangeably for email marketing. So they mean email marketing if they see CRM more than likely, but just get them to clarify if it's not clear. The next one, OR, which is your open rate. You're gonna see this one a lot with email marketing. And this one I would type, but I would never say OR. Oh my gosh, no, never say OR out loud. I would say open rate, but in reports or if you're like looking in an email marketing system like Salesforce and it's pulled the report for you automatically, which it does, it might just say OR, it might not have typed out open rate. So you need to know all of these abbreviations so that when you're going into those systems like MailChimp, HubSpot, anything like that, you know what they mean. The next one is engagement rate, which is ER, pretty self-explanatory. The next one is BR, which is bounce rate. So this is basically how many people came to your website and if they came to your website, didn't take an action and then left straight away, that is a bounce rate. You want your bounce rate to be as low as possible. So if your bounce rate is high, it basically means that you're getting traffic to your website. That is not valuable. You want a lower bounce rate, which means that the traffic that you're getting to your website is valuable. They're hanging around, they're doing an action, they're looking for something, they've came to the right place. And therefore, whatever you're doing in your tactics to get those eyeballs to sites is working because nobody's just arriving and then leaving straight away. If you have a very high bounce rate, my first port of call, by the way, a small tip is go and check your site speed. Because if your site speed is slow, your bounce rate is going to go up because people are going to get impatient and then leave. Just thought I'd add that in there quickly for you. Okay, couple more to go. How many have we got more? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven more to go. Okay, so these next two, it took me so long to figure this out. So in my one of my first roles, 
the trading manager every week used to send around a report. And this report went to the whole like sports side. So every single brand got it. So I was in American sports, but then like you would get this, you would get the same report like from the French ones, from the UK ones, from motorsport, etc. etc. And it was trading, it was e-com. And so every report it used to say wow like w it'd be a capital w and then a little o and then another capital w and i'd be like wow what's wow and it took me i didn't want to ask because you're like yeah i know what this means i've got a degree i've got two degrees in marketing of course i know what wow means took me so long to figure out it meant week on week (laughs) and they would never say wow can you imagine being in a meeting and being like well wow we're up 300% on sales no you would never say it but in marketing reports in trading reports wow week on week is used regularly similarly we had euro how do you I don't say that yo y big y little o big y can you guess what that means now I've given you what week on week is year on year. So I use both of those quite regularly, but I only use them in reports. So say I'm doing like Google Analytics and I'm doing week on week, like what was the balance rate last week versus this week? I will say like, wow, it's up. I'd write out week on W-O-W and then I'd put like an arrow up or like an arrow down to show the difference week on week. So it is a really quick, handy, short way to say where we're tracking in a particular measurement. So really, really handy one. Never say it out loud, but I do put it in my reports because it's a good thing to track week on week or year on year. So you will probably see that within trading reports. Okay, the next one has two different meanings. So AMS. So this could mean one of two things. And you might need to check depending. If you are a consumer business and you trade on Amazon, it might mean Amazon marketing services, which is essentially the Google of Amazon. But if you don't, and that doesn't make sense, it could mean average monthly searches. So they have the same initials, AMS, but they mean two different things. And more regularly, it would be Amazon Marketing Services because that's what they use as their abbreviation. But if it doesn't make sense, think, "Mm, could it be average monthly searches? Because that's another shortened way to say how many people are searching the brand. And that is AMS. Wouldn't say either of them out loud, except if I was on a call with Amazon, I would say AMS because Amazon are going to know what you're talking about. So generally speaking, you'll have like Amazon dedicated agencies because it's a whole different ballgame to like Google. So yeah, that's one to think about. The next one is PPC, which you probably hear the most regularly. And PPC means pay per click. Now, I say PPC all of the time. I would never say pay-per-click unless I was talking to somebody that wasn't necessarily in marketing. But PPC is a weird one because PPC means pay-per-click. So you're paying for the click. So it's quite a generic term, but more often than not, it's used instead of Google. So if I say PPC in my marketing plans, I probably mean Google, but I don't say Google and pay-per-click could technically be for any platform. It could be for Bing, it could be for a different way of paying per click. But because Google is so synonymous, you say pay-per-click more often than not when you're referring to your Google, which is funny because Google can house all kinds of different 
things with under that umbrella because you could be doing the emails through Google Mail. You could be using their maps. You could be using their display. You could be using their search. You could be using YouTube. But it's all housed under Google and more often than not, I will say PPC when I mean Google. Another one following that is another marketing channel, which is SEO, which I'm sure you've heard a lot of times. SEO, I would say SEO. I wouldn't really say search engine optimization because it's one of those ones that's said and written so often. So search engine optimization is very simply tactics to essentially ranking Google in the most non-organic way so you don't pay. And essentially your PPC and your SEO work together because if you pay loads of PPC, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna rank really, really high if your SEO is poor because Google likes to use these things together and gives you a quality score and then we'll rank you according to your quality score. So SEO and PPC work interchangeably. Your SEO is definitely long-term, but it's yeah one that's used like very, very often. We're getting down the list. I actually had extra than I've said, sorry. Okay, the next one is DM. Now this one, I bet you're all thinking, oh, DM is easy, it means direct message, which it does to the 99% of people that are not in marketing, but traditionally DM meant direct mail. So you might just wanna clarify if you're reading a marketing proposal or you're reading something that is very, very marketing specific, it might in fact mean direct mail, which is basically marketing that comes through your post or your mail, but direct mail or direct message. More than not now, because social is such a big phenomenon, it probably all mean direct message, but if it doesn't quite make sense in context, say DM, check it. I would use DM for direct message. I wouldn't use it for direct mail, but I have seen it before as DM and it meant direct mail and I was so confused. And again, I had to ask and had to clarify. Don't be afraid if people are using acronyms or they're abbreviating things to check what the flipping heck they mean because some people are probably just interpreting things maybe differently and if all else fails give it a quick google if you don't want to ask them two more i lied sorry i did have two more so ga which is google analytics the only people i've ever heard say ga are agencies or people that literally work within google they would call it ga but if you're like a step back, which I'm a step back from that, I would just say Google Analytics or yeah, I'd just say it. Yeah, I wouldn't say GA, but a lot of people in agency side do say GA and they just mean going into Google Analytics. And my final one is WOM, W-O-M, which means word of mouth. And that one you probably see quite often written. It's basically just word of mouth, which will be written if you're doing like funnels and you want to say word of mouth marketing I would write WOM but again if I was talking I would say word of mouth I wouldn't say WOM (laughs) just sounds weird I would say don't think there's going to be one day where you're suddenly like oh I know all of the marketing abbreviations because there's not sometimes I still have to go back and refresh my mind of what a silly acronym means because I'm like oh does it mean this or does it mean that or it could have two meanings and so don't think that you are less advanced than you are just because people are using these different like words it will also be a product of their environment because if their team uses a lot of them they're going to probably just go into that as like a habit so it's really good to know them it's good to be familiar with them if you're not in like really, really heavy digital marketing, I would say you really don't need to know many of them. You just need to know the basics and you'll learn them as you go ahead. If you're in email marketing, there'll be much 
more ones in email marketing that I didn't go over today. I only did really open rate and engagement rate. But there would be like click-through rate as well in email marketing. Uh, the same if you're looking at any type of paid anything where you can basically measure it there's an acronym for an acronym for an acronym so there definitely is more that side more brand marketing you'll see less abbreviations but they still do exist and some you will hear more than often but yeah give it a good google if you aren't 100% sure if you know them and you feel happy to ask you can definitely ask I've had people ask me before in interviews what things meant and I don't you know don't hold it against them at all so yeah, don't be afraid to ask. So I hope this helped. I tried to do it a bit slower than usual. I'm not sure if I managed it, but hopefully you scribbled some down and if not, go back and listen to it again because it is really helpful knowledge to know. And also it will make you sound like you know more than you do maybe if you are just starting out. So hope this helped and I will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.